This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hello again, everybody. Adam Ritz with you on The Adam Ritz Show with Jay Baker alongside me uh, via telephone. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, I am doing great, and uh, it's we're heading in to that very busy holiday season. We're in full swing, holiday, uh, you know, festivities. Uh, this, this holiday uh, and Christmas has really snuck up on everybody because of the uh, 25th being on a Tuesday, which means the holiday uh, weekend is a few days prior. So really, Christmas almost starts four or five days before Christmas Day on that Friday. So I hope you have your shopping done because it kind of snuck up on you. You got about a week to go until Christmas weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It is coming quick, and uh, there's mild weather in much of the United States. So that doesn't, uh, you know, sort of initiate that holiday feeling quite like that white Christmas feel, you know? It's been a very mild uh, end of the year weather-wise, and hopefully, at least for my sake, because I just cannot stand the cold weather, hopefully uh, the winter will be as mild, uh, you know, as well. Um, Speaking of weather, we had uh, a tornado devastate parts of Tennessee last week, and uh, we wanted to give a a shout-out to all the people in Tennessee listening. Uh, Hope they're doing well. Hope uh, a lot of people have uh, given uh, their time and energy and treasure to help you out. Uh, and we wanted to give a special pat on the back to Time Magazine's Person of the Year, Taylor Swift. She gave a million dollars of her own money to the tornado relief, uh, which is quite amazing uh, if you think about it. A million bucks uh, for tornado relief. And she. Uh, Grew up near Nashville, believe it or not. She was born uh, just I, not. I, Jay, I have to admit, I, this is not part of my, um, I, I guess, uh, history. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I, I don't know a lot about Taylor. Miss Swift. I should call her Miss Swift because I don't personally know her. Um, maybe you know my knowledge of Taylor Swift starts and ends with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and well, you're not the only one. Yeah. Uh, but but I did do a you know in the article I read about this donation she made. She was born in Pennsylvania, moved uh, at a young age to Tennessee, Hendersonville, Tennessee, uh, just outside of Nashville, so she could pursue her country music career. And we all know how that turned out. Uh, years later, she was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Uh, but she's uh, done quite well for herself, and uh, is, is she's not cheap with her bank account, uh, so to speak, when it comes to charity and philanthropy. So I uh, want to say hello and thank you and congrats and shout out to Taylor Swift for the million dollars she gave. Still time to give if you'd like to look up uh, the American Red Cross uh, of Nashville or of Tennessee to help out with uh, the devastating tornadoes. A few people killed, dozens more injured, devastation that uh, will take years to um, fix and remodel and get back on their feet. So we're thinking about you, Tennessee. We hope you're going to have a little brighter Christmas uh, with the help of uh, a lot of people donating um, to the cause. No, that is great news. Uh, You kind of brought up uh, the musical side of the season, as you said, about Taylor Swift. Arguably, 
at least at this stage and this point, probably the most successful recording artist. Certainly the demand to see her live is unprecedented. And she's out on a tour that they say will take three years to complete. That's how many stops and how many different twists and turns it's all going to take. So there's a lot to that operation, as you know. Yeah, her tour just, I believe it just surpassed, this week it surpassed the $2 billion, with a B, uh, in revenue, two billion dollars yes. earned on the Taylor Swift tour. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Merchandise <laughs> alone, uh, most artists would have would love to have that as a career figure, and that's just her merch totals in any given week or month. But this was kind of an interesting story. You know, this is the time of year we listen to our favorite Christmas music, and it's harder and harder, as you know, for any music to make any kind of impact. Some artists did record some special Christmas albums uh, this year, including Bon Jovi. But I think that most people, and I don't know if you feel this way, Adam, I think most people tend to get their Christmas music not so much from the radio, but from whatever playlist company they're comfortable with. Uh, I know that uh, Sirius uh, XM, for example, has about eight or nine different Christmas channels so you can get everything from country christmas that they probably even have polka christmas if you look close enough but the reason why i bring this up is there's a new queen in town when it comes to christmas music oftentimes uh we've been told and you hear it clearly with your ears that all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey has been uh in the number one spot for so long Who could come along and topple her? Another artist, somewhat unexpected. The new number one Christmas song, Adam, is called Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and it was recorded by Brenda Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. The original version by Brenda Lee from uh, the late 50s, or was that in the early 60s? It was It was released in 1958. There you go, 1958. Awesome. Now, what, what do you mean that's the the number one song? Uh, was it re-released? Well, that's the number one Christmas song. No, it hasn't been re-released for whatever reason. This track has topped the Billboard Hot 100 for now two weeks in a row. It's the first ever time, well, last week was the first ever time on the big singles chart. Uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree was number one uh, after it was released in 1958. So, yes, you release something in 1958, then you only have to wait, what, 65 years for it to go number one. Of interest is uh, Brenda Lee recorded this song when she was a teenager, so she is still around and still performing rocking around the christmas tree live as as hard to believe as all that is and i say good for her that is fantastic i would have never guessed you know i i don't have the the pop culture recall to know exactly when every single celebrity uh was born or passed away but I would put uh, all of your monthly income, Jay, on the line that Brenda Lee was no longer with us. Uh, A, glad to hear she's still alive. B, so happy to hear she's still performing that song. Uh, And I guess C, uh, congratulations on having the number one Christmas song in uh, in America. I'm hoping that it will be a feel-good, you-grant Christmas movie that will feature 
rocking around the Christmas tree well, to you really know, you know, cement the popularity. And Hugh Grant uh, isn't really a spring chicken anymore, so maybe the love story is, is <laughs> Hugh Grant and Brenda Lee, and they uh, get together and have a very special Christmas. Did that you, would be special. Now, I heard... Uh, that Brenda Lee, this you know the what they call a mashup, uh, a song mashup where you yes. take. I know one one of the fun ones I I remember from uh, that I heard earlier in the year was um, Kiss, Rock and Roll All Night, mashed up with the Commodores, Easy Like Sunday Morning. Oh wow! And what they what you can do is you take the lyrics from one song. Uh, a cappella, and you put them to the music of the other song, and they match up perfectly. Which is, you know, music is like math. I mean, it's all eight beats per Correct. measure and all that stuff. So if you, if you've got uh, a song where the verse is on eight beats in uh, in the rock universe, and um, you've got another song from a different genre that's also on eight beats, you can usually match up the lyrics uh, even in the chorus too. Well, they did that with Brenda Lee's "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," and I don't know if you've heard that. This is definitely worth a good. Google uh, when you get home, if you're listening uh, in your car. It's ACDC, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, and Brenda Lee's Rocket Around the Christmas Tree. So Bon Scott's original vocals from Dirty Deeds, they match up perfectly with the m- music of Brenda Lee's Rocket Around the Christmas Tree, and they call it AC Brenda Lee. <laughs> So funny. So if you just Google AC Brindley, you'll find this mashup, and it may become uh, the number two Christmas song of of 2023. It's amazing what people more talented than you and I can do. (laughs) Uh, Here's a a feel-good story. We always love it when professional sports players uh, expend their time and effort, especially to raise money or to raise consciousness. But New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley, who has been very candid about uh, as a youth, he dealt with his family being homeless. He's putting sort of his money where his mouth is. He's um, he's worked out an event with Covenant House, which is a group uh, that works to keep America's youth off the street. And they hosted a sleep out event at MetLife Stadium. So that's the big outdoor stadium where the Giants play, and about 350 people slept outside. Right there on the field, right on the 50-yard line. They they went out and slept on the field, and uh, uh, they said that the week that they did this, uh, temperatures were in the low 30s overnight. So, uh, you know, it was a a bit chilly to be out and about, uh, but they did it to raise money for Covenant House. And here's where you got to sit down when you hear the figure. According to NJ.com, that's NewJersey.com, the event raised over $1.3 million. (laughs) What? Yeah, in fact, yeah, in fact, even Saquon Barkley said, you know, he goes, I let other people deal with figures, but he said, that is great news. So obviously it was uh, some sort of registration fee to get on the field and uh, spend the night in your tent, bring your own tent, right. I'm sure. But it uh, sounds to me like they had some donors and sponsors involved. And uh, the corporate sponsors, obviously, uh, they, they have budgets and money to do this. But I bet a lot of uh, some of his running back, or, or I'm sorry, some of his Giants teammates even stepped forward and gave six figures or more. And that's how you can get... Some, to some big money quick. You get a couple 
hundred K offerings. Uh, it, it doesn't take too many to reach the million dollar mark. So that is fantastic that everybody with the New York Giants got behind this and helped raise over a million dollars for homelessness. It was Covenant House, is what you said. Yes, was, right? And, yeah. In fact, the Giants have a long running partnership with Covenant House. This is the fifth year that uh, Barkley has been the face of it all. And in fact, he hosts guests from Covenant House and other organizations. So Saquon sort of getting out there and getting with the community and uh, dealing with homelessness. Now, here's the question. Did uh, Mr. Barkley um, sleep in a tent on the 40-yard line <laughs> or, or did he... Did, did he have a tent and at about, you know, at about 1 a.m., did he get into a big black Escalade and drive home? <laughs> <laughs> it does not say, but I'm sure that the optics were all pretty good because that's a pretty impressive figure. He so. could have done some glamping. Are you familiar with glamping? Yes, yes, uh, yes. That's become very popular. Glamorous camping. He might have had, uh, a, a, you know, a tent that from the outside seems like, you know, some burlap sack walls. But once you go inside, it's uh, it's darn near a uh, uh, you know a three thousand dollar a month studio apartment uh, with heater yeah. and uh, climate control, a little mini fridge, and uh, a queen size bed. <laughs> yeah, that's if you're going to be out at MetLife, that's what you need is the glamping experience. Well, you know, you and I, we we try to be careful with the show to present. Uh, information that's going to be helpful to you and to do it in sort of a lighthearted way because, you know, as we've always said with the show, it's hard to be perfect, everything in moderation, et cetera. But I thought that this was kind of an important message that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security are concerned about uh, public safety through the holidays. They have actually put out a couple of warnings. One was a lot more general than this, but uh, three federal agencies issued a public safety warning saying that their concern about the threat of violence in the United States will probably be heightened through the upcoming Christmas and New Year's holidays. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to go over the top, but they are really urging people to be a lot more observant. And as you know, early on, uh, you know, when we had the 911 attacks on the United States, they put up a lot of posters that said, if you see something, uh, report something. And what they were just trying to do is to not get people to turn their neighbors in. But if you see suspicious activity, if you see even a package laying in a spot it shouldn't be, that's a really good time to pick up the phone and call 911 because you just don't know what you're looking at. That is true. Uh, see something, say something. I've heard uh, this past re- week uh, there's been some uh, violent actions uh, in shopping centers. Yes. And uh, the local police have all said to stay, the way you can protect yourself most is just to stay alert. So I know it sounds um, pretty ridiculous to say, be aware of your surroundings. But uh, when you're walking into a store, uh, it's easy sometimes to one last check on your um, computer, iPhone, uh, internet to make sure the deal is available. Or maybe there's an online coupon in your email. So you're looking at your phone as you walk into a store. Uh, You know, the police uh, in 
public service uh, announcement say that, you know, stay off the phone as you walk in. Maybe uh, just be aware of your surroundings. Look around. Who's near you? Where are they? Where are you compared to they? What What's the worst that can happen if something happens? Where can you go for safety? Where can you hide? Um, so absolutely, uh, not just during the holidays. Uh, that, that in today's world, that's kind of you got to keep your head on the swivel wherever you go at all times. Yeah, absolutely. That's not bad advice. One thing that we always worry just a little bit about is holiday stress, and we know it kind of comes off as the punchline. But this is the time of year that we kind of get off our eating and sleeping patterns. We tend to consume more alcohol. We're usually not pursuing our typical physical activity. And even something like taking your regular medications may get thrown off at this time of year. The sad part about that is that's a stress. And if you add winter weather to that, this is when heart health dangers go way up. This is an odd time of year. You don't think that it would happen uh, because you think a lot of people would sort of be aware but this is a very serious time of people presenting at emergency rooms with uh with uh heart heart related issues yeah i three things pop into my head with what you just said during this time of year the calories go up with all the holiday eating from christmas uh cookies uh to thanksgiving pumpkin pie that we just had and just a few weeks before that it was halloween candy which I'll admit, I just had a, a handful of Halloween candy yesterday, <laughs> as my, you know. And it, my my strategy is, I need to get rid of this. So yes, what better so way? Yes. To, what better way to get rid of your Halloween candy than eat it? It's um, a storage issue at this point, so, isn't it? So you've got the calories. Uh, B, you're burning less calories because there's less outdoor activity, especially uh, the farther north you live. Uh, and then C, the sun's setting so early means that it's it's nighttime earlier, it's sit on the couch time earlier, it's not go work out time earlier, and all of a sudden A and B come into play, and you're eating more calories and not doing any exercise because it's so dark out at night. And th- those are three main major factors when it comes to heart health uh, and stress and anxiety. Yeah, with the holidays involved, throw the, this is a very unhealthy time of year. Yeah, travel. We've talked oftentimes about travel. They think the travel numbers will be up again. They were significantly up during the Thanksgiving holiday. Now, here's what was the gist of the concern about the heart thing. And I thought, gosh, I hadn't really had it explained to me this way. But what happens is when you go out into cold air, you breathe in that cold air. It chills the blood in our lungs and it causes the blood vessels to constrict. And it is when those blood vessels constrict and then you exert yourself, that's when the danger occurs. And if you think about it, I mean, I'm not saying this is a typical male problem, but Adam, you and I know as a guy, you're like, hey, I'm a big, strong guy. Of course I can shovel my driveway and my walks and I'll even do the neighbor's sidewalks. And, you know, it's always sounds good, but sometimes that's overdoing it, whether you know it or not. And as you and I know, shoveling is such a specific exercise. It's not like you duplicate that exercise in the gym, you know? No. And if you didn't realize that, your back will tell you that the next morning. 
Yes, absolutely. So here's a couple of things. And, you know, once again, we don't want to be too serious, but this is a serious issue uh, for men. How do you know if you might be having a heart attack? You'll get a heavy crushing chest pressure in the middle of the chest and or sudden unexplained shortness of breath. Now, here's what's odd. Women uh, experience much more subtle signs such as shortness of breath profound fatigue or lightheadedness. So might be a completely different non-chest related issue for women, but uh, you definitely want to get that checked out if you are if you even if you even think that you're having a heart attack, get it checked out. I had no idea until just this moment that the symptoms were different for men and women. They're, they are. They're, they can be very different. And that's why they've always been concerned about women's heart health, because women do tend to live longer. They tend to have less heart issues. But when they do have heart issues, the, uh, the symptoms can be so subtle that sometimes doctors miss that women are having heart problems. That is truly, that's something to think about. Yeah, so uh, heart health awareness. It's not just It's not just for men. It's not just no. for women. Uh, it's crazy. You know, you, you're scaring me now because I oh, before I was, no. I was worried about the sun setting earlier and all these, you know, the holiday calories and I'm working out less. Now I have to worry about the cold weather making my, uh, my blood vessels smaller. Oh, my gosh. I know. So anyway, <laughs> we just bring these up because this is all good to know. The other concern, obviously, when you exert yourself is you have to be concerned about if you ever encounter stroke. And we've talked about this a little bit. The interesting thing for stroke is if you use the acronym FAST, F-A-S-T, you can kind of pretty quickly determine whether somebody that you know or even yourself are experiencing it. Uh, face drooping is F, A is arm or leg weakness on one side, S is speech difficulty, and T is time to call 911. So if you are having any of the first three symptoms on that list, Definitely get on the phone, call 911, and make sure that you avoid uh, having a situation uh, in this cold weather. Great advice. Thank you, Jay. Well, you know, like I said, it's a, a matter of keeping safe. Now, I, I'm kind of looking through my notes. I go, I think I might have bummed everybody out. So let's see if I have a palate cleanser. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, I feel like I've just been the bearer of bad news. None of this is good news, but this is obviously uh, not threatening to your health. But it is uh, a troubling factor that's happening in the economic markets. Now, there is some news as we go to press with this show that it does look like some of the stock market uh, things are lightening up a little bit and the possibility that some of the interest rates may be going down, that can help. But this was a an article just a few days ago from the Wall Street Journal, and they're reporting that the average monthly mortgage payment in America has gone to $3,322. That is uh, quite a bit higher than mine, so I feel like I'm doing okay. Yeah, that uh, figure is nearly double the average monthly mortgage payment that we had not that long ago. The average payment was at one point 
$1,787, which is still high. Yeah. But what that means, according to the Wall Street Journal, is homeownership has been pushed away for most Americans. Even those that could afford to buy just a few years ago are now kind of looking at, well, we didn't buy when we should have. Yeah, that is so true. I've had those conversations. We were looking, uh, Melissa and I were looking at a place uh, a couple years ago. At the time, I was like, boy, that's uh, that's really a lot more than I want to spend. And now, just two years later, I wish we would have got it because it's half the price of everything now. Well, of, of you know, you just hit the nail on the head. One of the problems that has uh, gone hand in hand with this is that home prices have been as healthy as they've ever been for the past five years. The national average used to be that homes would go up approximately a percentage or a percentage and a half point each year. But we've been finding that's been happening in a lot of areas almost on a quarterly basis. And I don't know if you've experienced that around where you live, but the home prices are almost like, hey, you can't believe what you're reading. Yeah, there's a house right down the street that sold last week, and it sold for um, quite a bit. And uh, I was happy because just from looking at it, I I could see the pictures inside, too, from the online, uh, I guess, biography of the house. And um, my kitchen has been updated sooner, and I've got a better, newer bathroom. And I think a lot of... uh, the parts of that house uh, maybe aren't as good as the parts of my house, and it if if it sold for that much, I know my house would sell for more. So that that's great news. But here's the bad news: if I do that, the house I'm going to have to move to and buy is going to be a lot more too. <laughs> yes, well, that's exactly it. Wall Street Journal reported that uh, while home prices were uh, kind of in a robust market, at least mortgage rates were low, and that's kind of now working against the home markets. Uh, now, of course, the Wall Street Journal, they do dip a little into politics. You and I love to stay away from politics because it's highly controversial, but they raise an interesting point is that um, government, whether it wants to admit it or not, has uh, some culpability in mortgage rates. And the trend is not trending in the right direction. If you catch my drift, then I'll leave it at that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm not not finger pointing. I'm just saying that be aware that these trends are not looking particularly good. Uh, According to Wall Street Journal, home prices aren't expected to go back to pre-pandemic levels. But the Federal Reserve which had started raising rates aggressively early last year, and they did it to curb inflation, is at least in the situation now where they're considering some cuts during the upcoming year. So hopefully you've seen that, that uh, mortgage rates should dip down a little lower than they are right now. The mortgage rates slipped to about 7% last week, and that was the lowest in several months. But that's still about double what it was two years ago. All right. I'll keep uh, listening for your mortgage rate reports <laughs> so that when they dip down, when they get closer to 3%, I'll know uh, it's finally time for me to maybe start looking around. Well, you, you know, you're you're the kind of cat. You love warm weather. I, I can see you, uh, you know, with your special uh 
carefully curated beach house someday if the mortgage rates ever cooperate. Well, there's going to have to be a lot of things happen for me to be able to <laughs> buy a beach house. That uh, well, what I'm hoping to do is just live in a an area where it's maybe a five or six hour <laughs> drive to said beach. That's, Listen, I'm on a big public affairs show, so I don't. I've never had that problem, but I do go on. That's yeah. That's one thing you never hear broadcasting live from our beach house. It's the that's public right. affairs show. <laughs> hey, real quick before we wrap this up, one of the things that you know we always say moderation is the key because you're going to go to Christmas parties. There's going to be people bringing stuff into the office, so obviously you're not going to be able to say. Oh, no chocolate for me this holiday season. But uh, they are the American Heart Association is reminding you, once again, a group that is concerned about your health is just that really watch your sugar and salt intake during the holidays. I know that's much easier said than done, but isn't it ironic that we even have to be concerned about salt intake? Yeah. And again, it comes back to this time of year. The, it, everywhere you go, there's some chocolate or treats laying around. I mean, here at the radio station, I've already had a donut. Uh, there's already there's some chocolates out on the in the break room. I mean, it's 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 hard. This is a hard time of year, Jay. It absolutely is, and that's why we do these shows. We just want to keep you safe. And believe me, when Adam and I hear the news, you're hearing it about the same time we're hearing it. We're not happy either, but we do say yes. <laughs> Taking good care of your health is probably a doggone good idea. All right, Jay. Uh, appreciate the info. Uh, thank you for listening, uh, everybody, with uh, our shows in podcast form. If you'd like to check them out uh, all the way back, I think, to like seven years ago, they're listed on the website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.